And I didn't think you'd come back. What, you thought I was just going to ride off into the sunset and pastor my nice little church in Vanier? <laughs> Not going to happen. He's back! In a way, now I'm back. Good to be back. I can't believe it! I just don't believe it! I'm freaking out! This is Late Night Council. We thought it best to break it to you slowly. How about we get back to the important topic? Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. We would be honored if you would join us. Give it to me straight. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. It's a miracle. John, you're in charge. Wow. So how late were we tonight? We're a minute late tonight. My apologies. My apologies. We've been having, you know, goofy technical difficulties here in this, you know, wonderful land of on-lad broadcasting. We had a piece of software that was not letting us connect with you. And we were doing everything we can, rebooting computers and, uh, you know, just doing everything we could to get this thing going, you know. And we think there might be some other processes going on in my computer. And we tried that. And we tried this. We tried that. Then all of a sudden, inexplicably... We got on air. I still don't know how we got on air. I have no idea how this, you know, how it's working here. But here we are. We're going to do the show. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I got more stuff to fit into. Well, now I've got, you know, because I lost a minute, it's going to be hard to fit in everything I need to fit in for the show tonight to, to, to make sure that, you know, we do change the world adequately. How are you doing? And by the way, it's still open line, open topic. Isn't that crazy? I got all kinds of stuff to talk about. And yet I still let you have your way. There's something just unfair about that. But, you know, maybe we can talk about that. Actually, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And if you don't call in and tell me what you want to talk about, well, then I'm going to take over, boy. Going to talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, I can get pretty pushy. You know that, okay? But if you call in, oh, you're the star of my show. Oh, man, we cater to you. Oh, unbelievable. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390 in the capital region. 343-700-4390. If you're calling long distance from, oh, I don't know, Sugarloaf, Nova Scotia. If you're calling from Fink, Texas. If you're calling from North Pole, Alaska. Yes, there is a place called North Pole, Alaska. All these places are real. You, of course, you know that by now. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. 1-844-562-4766. Now, a good buddy, sponsor the show, and, uh, you know, a guy who is, you know, doing so much good in this world of deception and corruption, especially when it comes to the, uh, just the, the craziness uh, of the cult of climate change, uh, Tom Harris is on the line. Now, Tom Harris and our environment minister, environment minister I call her the minister of religion because they've been They've abandoned all environment concerns, and all they care about now is pushing this crazy uh, uh, um, anti-capitalistic climate change nonsense, which uh, uh, it, it just drives me nuts. Because if you're a regular listener to this program, you know uh, uh, you, you know uh, a lot about the discussions we've had on uh, the whole climate change cult. And Tom Harris from ClimateScienceInternational.org and our environment ministry have got into a bit of an exchange on Twitter. And Tom Harris is not backing off, and God bless him for it. And I, I was reading about it and hearing, you know, what Catherine McKenna, our environment minister, was uh, saying, what Tom Harris is saying, and the reaction. Now, Tom, give us the whole story. What's yeah. going on here? I want it from the, from the horse's mouth here. 
<laughs> okay. Well, when Catherine McKenna actually spoke at the Ottawa West Town Hall, you know, she said a lot of things that were quite silly. I mean, she was speaking about climate futures as if she knew, and somehow the scientists don't know, but she knew. So I actually spoke to her for about 10 minutes after the event, and I gave her a copy of the Non-Governmental International Panel on Climate Change, and I explained to her, you know, there are many leading scientists around the world who don't agree with what you're saying, so you shouldn't be so absolute. And it was interesting because... She'd never heard of the non-governmental international panel on climate change. Even though, she's, of me. E- even though she's the environment minister, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and she'd never heard of me, and she'd never heard of the International Climate Science Coalition. Incredible. And, and I mean, we're in the same city, you know? <laughs> we, we expected her and others to actually go to the to the meetings that we had in Paris, for example, but she didn't know anything about it. So, you know, it seems to me after that discussion and certainly the meeting with Andrew Leslie in Orleans, I spoke to him for about 10 minutes before the town hall last week. Um, again, they're being sheltered uh, by their staff. Uh, I'd been in contact with the staff for three days before that town hall, giving them all sorts of information, asking them to relay it to Andrew Leslie. And when I introduced myself, he didn't know who I was at all. And the interesting thing, I think, is Catherine Kenna and the others are being sheltered. They're being shielded from the evidence. Tom, we lost you there. We got a bad connection. I don't know what happened there. Tom, we're losing you. Oh, okay. I'll I'll just move here. I'll move the cell phone. Have you got a bad phone connection there? How many many bars on your cell phone right now are are showing? (laughs) Well, I can't tell. Can you hear me now? Uh, Yeah, that's better. That's definitely better. Continue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm right outside here. So did you hear the part about me actually meeting with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that we just lost we just lost the last ten seconds, that's all. Yeah, okay. Well she tweeted today and she said actually on Saturday she tweeted to her account and she's got something like forty thousand uh, you know, followers. Mm-hmm. She did it on behalf. She's doing it as environment minister. This is not a, a private personal account. So it's she her it's her official it's, way, it's her official government of Canada Environment Minister Twitter account. Yeah. She said, by the way, if you're a climate denier, you should get another hobby. (laughs) And and the interesting thing is within four hours, she had hundreds of tweets back, hundreds of tweets, some of which were kind of abusive, but many of which included very good science saying, look, what are you talking about climate denier? I mean, first of all, no one's denying climate or climate change or even that humans have some impact. I mean, that isn't the question at all. And so she got, in fact, if you go to the top of our website, which is climatescienceinternational.org, Mm-hmm. I actually um, did a screen capture of 157 of the tweets. Yeah, I After saw it. I, I saw it. Up. That's one yeah. of the reasons you're on the show tonight, buddy. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I am thrilled, though, that, uh, you know, uh, people are holding her to task on this. Because she's oh, not, yeah, she, this has got nothing to do with the environment. This has got everything to do with pushing a religion that's trying to tell people that we can change the climate where they haven't proved that at all. I mean, the climate's been changing since creation, and, and she's finally running into some people that are actually smart, that know the science, yeah. that know that this is well, bogus. Right. And, and you'd laugh. One of the silly things is she responded back that she was so offended that some people were rude to her. And she didn't seem to acknowledge the fact that calling people a denier, of course, is equating us to Holocaust deniers. And that's very, very insulting and very Oh, offensive. it's horrible. And many people pointed this out. And sadly, another female MP, a conservative from Calgary, a Rempel, her name is, she actually said in support of the minister. 
she jumped in and said, oh, well, you people are being nasty to her, you know? Well, no, the minister was offensive in the extreme, and this at a time when we're having climate change town halls across Canada, when supposedly she's trying to get all Canadians to give input, and she herself is being offensive towards millions of people who don't agree with her on the climate issue. Yeah, and we're, we're about to lose billions of dollars in carbon credits, okay? All to, all, to, yeah. all to stop a make-believe pro, uh, problem that nobody has proven we can stop. Yeah, and the, and the point is she is more certain about the science with no training in science, no training in environment, no training in technology. She is more certain of the science than the scientists. I mean, it's completely insane. You know, she's a talking head that really, and in fact, when I spoke to her, she was very nice and very pretty, um, but she knew nothing about, you know, any of the debate that's going on. Yeah. And I gave her copies of the report, but she's apparently not reading it because she still thinks that we're denying the existence of climate. Well, I, I you know, I spent, I spent a good part of my life, you know, deprogramming people that have been uh, in cults. And I've encountered cultists before, and they have a pre-programmed yeah. set of ideas. And when you know your stuff, you know they don't know how to answer. They just they're, they're like robots, yeah. you know. And and they've got a preset mantra that they chant, and they keep going back to it all the time, and uh, it, it doesn't change, you know. And and, and, know. and, and I, well, but thank God somebody's well, actually got her attention and is holding her to task. Because how can we make a bigger thing out of this, Tom? How can we promote this? How can we uh, get well, people involved in this? I'll tell you how we can promote it. I, I thought, well, you know, this would be a really good article for the Toronto, Ottawa, Edmonton, Winnipeg Suns uh, to say, no, Miss Minister, we are not deniers. And, I, and explain, you know, what is really going on. There's a massive controversy in the climate science community that she is totally unaware of. So I approached the Toronto Sun. They're very keen on it. They asked me to ask the minister directly in what context was she saying that <clears throat> we were deniers. So I'm actually going back and forth with the minister's office here and told them, look, the Toronto Sun won an article on this. So why did she say that? Has she apologized? Has she explained herself? Was she responding to smears against her? I don't see any evidence of that. Uh, and I've given them till one o'clock tomorrow afternoon to give me a proper answer. And then we're going right to press. So you're going to go ahead with the article. Oh, yeah, and I'll include their answer if they have a decent answer, but I have a feeling they won't because I think she doesn't take it seriously. I think she just flips off these tweets like nothing. You know, one of the things that's really crazy, she gets hundreds of responses back and apparently doesn't have time to answer us at all. I mean, some people were demanding that she apologize, and how can we hold open town halls when the minister is so insulting to one major point of view? She apparently doesn't have time to answer this tweet, but at the same time, she has time to put on a little video of ducks that she saw when she was out running in the morning. You know, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about an issue worth billions of dollars. Oh, I know, I know. Jobs, I mean, billions of dollars. in putting up tweets about ducks. Billions of dollars. Bi- answering. Billions of dollars already spent, and they want to spend billions more. Oh, yeah, they want another $7 billion, okay, going to climate change at a time when, you know, people out west are losing their jobs left, right, and center. I mean, this is really, really serious. And, you know, one of the things I think is that because of the uh, liberal government's approach to trying to have equal number of men and women and smiley faces and, and happy people. Sunny ways. more interested Sunny ways. in the optics <laughs> than they are in the actual substance. Well, of course they're more interested <laughs> in the optics. But, Tom, the sad thing is... Canadians are more interested in the optics. Canadians yeah, don't want to hear well, the facts. Canadians do not want to hear the facts. 
Yeah, well, it was beautiful. If you go to climatescienceinternational.org and you click on that little JPEG that I have there, you can read hundreds of Canadians who are saying this is a complete farce and the minister should back off and apologize and open the door to other points of view, not just her own. So I, I really think this is a big step forward that so many people would be so angry and write back to her right away, within four hours, hundreds of postings. So when, uh, when can we uh, expect that article to be out there? By the end of the week? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. you know, if it's not in the Toronto Sun, it'll be somewhere. But they're interested already, and they've had me contact the minister's office. And as I say, they are answering, and they know they have a deadline of 1 o'clock tomorrow, after which we go to press. Well, I hope we, I hope they repeat it and they uh, republish it here in the Ottawa Sun as well. If not, I know I'm on your mailing list. You'll be sending it to me. I'll probably end up quoting you from it on, uh, on, uh, on this program here. Yeah, and we're getting you know really good attention. For example, the last time we spoke about the town halls in the Toronto Sun, they had well over a thousand uh, recommends. You know, Facebook recommends. So it's getting around. That's why we all love and adore you, Tom. You're one of our heroes, buddy. <laughs> you can do no okay, wrong. I mean, the bottom line is. You know, we're trying to get money dedicated to helping people adapt to climate change. You've always said this. People need help adapting to real climate change, which occurs mostly due well, to nature. Uh, but we're putting almost all our money into this fiction that we can somehow stop it. Tom, I was in Phoenix, Arizona two weeks ago, okay? I mean, and I don't, I don't use the term hotter than hell. I don't use when hell freezes over. I always say hotter than Phoenix when Phoenix freezes over. It is far yeah. easier for mankind to adapt to hot weather than it is to cold. Cold kills oh, yeah. people, okay? And Phoenix, yeah. okay, yeah. 110 degrees Fahrenheit, thriving city, beautiful city. I mean, they go about their business, no problem. They know how to handle it. We know how to adjust to climate, okay? This whole yeah. climate scare crap is a scam. It's got nothing to do with helping people adjust to climate change. It's got everything to do with fooling people into believing that we can change the climate where nobody, nobody has even come close to proving that yet. And and I, yeah. and I people are believing what they want to believe, and all of the nice Hollywood pretty types, you know, have found a cause now. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio Albert, Al Gore, these guys live decadent, carbon, you know, yeah. destroying lives. And they expect governments yeah. to kowtow to their stupid religion. I've never seen, I've never seen the promotion of hypocrisy like that in my life. It's, it, it's mind-boggling. Sometimes I think I'm living in a world full of fools that, you know, these people actually, still have a platform. It's mind-blowing. Well, you know, the next time the power goes out in Ottawa due to a thunderstorm, we can thank the government for that. Because if we had that money dedicated to putting our cables underground, we wouldn't lose power yeah, in yeah. New York City. During Hurricane Sandy in New York City, there was a part of Manhattan that did not lose power, did not lose Internet, did not lose telephone, because it was all buried underground. So that's the sensible approach to changes in extreme weather, to changes in climate, is adapt. David Suzuki says we all need to live simpler, and he lives. He ha, he owns four mansions, of which not one of them I could afford even the mortgage payments on. You know, I mean, yeah, the, the hypocrisy, yeah, not- <laughs> the hypocrisy is monumental. It's absolutely monumental, Tom. Tom, th- God bless you for taking the time tonight. You know, good friend. You know, we're uh, uh, we're supportive of what you do and love what you do, and uh, thanks for filling us in. So uh, okay. now, uh, what can we do? We can. Uh, 
We can continue well, to get, uh, on the, get on the minister's Twitter page and answer her. Tell her to knock it off. Like let's let's talk science. Not get on the minister's stuff. Twitter page and tell her to knock it off. Maybe we can do that while we're on air tonight. We got to go to commercial break. Uh, Tom Morris, climatescienceinternational.org. Check him out. We're right back after this. Stay with us. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. told our broadcast is cutting in and out. We're having technical difficulties. I don't know why. I don't even know if you can hear me right now. But one of our software uh, uh, programs here is is really acting up tonight, and we don't know why. Okay, and uh, I don't have a I don't have a big engineering crew. In fact, you may not even hear me now. I'm looking at the thing, and it's saying the connection is closed again, and yet it says it's on. Now it says it's on the air. It's cutting in and out. Please forgive us with for the technical difficulties. We're trying to stay on top of them. We've got a piece of software here that keeps acting up. It keeps cutting in and cutting out, and we have no uh, we have no clue why. Uh, I don't want to open up any browsers on my computer here. We may not be able to do emails tonight, okay, and uh, a Twitter, because uh, uh, it's possible that the computer is uh, 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 
battling over, you know, what programs to put out and what programs to not put out. Uh, so uh, please bear with us. We're doing our best to get to the bottom of that and find out what's wrong with it. Uh, we may be battling it all night. I don't know. I'll just keep talking. And I'll assume that you're out there and you're enjoying the program. Uh, Tom Harris suggested you track Catherine McKenna's Twitter Twitter uh, uh, feed and, and find out what she's been saying and the names she's been calling people that uh, you know don't agree with her uh, climate religion and uh, take her to task on it. Hey, listen, you're paying her salary, okay? She is a public servant. And for her to be that uh, 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 degrading, you know, to people that don't share her opinion, especially on an issue that is costing taxpayers billions of dollars, I think uh, not only do we have a right, but we've got a responsibility to hold our public servants to task on that. And uh, uh, I think you should. So go for it. Um, uh, on that topic, Vice President John Kerry called climate change, and he's done this a number of times, and Barack Obama's done it, and Justin Trudeau's done it as well. And and I cringe. I I wonder, you know, where's the humanity of these leaders when they say that climate change is a greater threat to us than uh, uh, Islamic jihadist terrorism? It blows me away. And every time they do that, there's no media people, there's nobody there that, that, that stands up and tells them to sit down and shut up for such as idiotic statements. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Now, there was a, uh, um, there's a good response today, though, from uh, the Ottawa Sun to that, that I want to quote here. In this world, Kerry apparently believes there would never be droughts or hurricanes or floods or long periods of natural cooling or warming resulting in people dying or being forced to flee from where they live, or nations going to war over a lack of resources such as water and food. The reality is natural climate change has caused all these events throughout human history. Before human history began, natural climate change repeatedly led to major extinctions of life on Earth. That's natural climate change. That's what climate does. The scientific thinking about climate change is that there has been an abnormal warming starting in the latter half of the 20th century caused by humanity's burning of fossil fuels and various land use practices sending abnormally large amounts of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. But the idea that without this, the climate would never pose a potential existential threat to life on Earth is absurd. Absolutely absurd. And to suggest, to suggest that climate change is a bigger threat to us than terrorism I think that's a slap in the face, and that is an insult, and it is degrading, and I would go even further. It is obscene to any family that has lost a loved one through a terrorist act, or any family that has, uh, 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 is related to anybody in military, you know, fighting this real war, this real uh, 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 battle that we've got going on worldwide. Uh, it's just such, it's unconscionable unconscionable hey if you want to call in and defend 343-743-90 that that that's your right to do that you are going to have you're you're going to have your say but i will hold you accountable on that light believe me Lori goldstein uh, was writing about it as well in uh, uh, the sun today sunday sun sorry yesterday sun France, Poland, Italy, Denmark, Germany, and the UK are among many European Union countries where billions of euros have been stolen by individuals and organized crime. This is the whole cap-and-trade thing, okay? The fraud in the whole cap-and-trade system in Europe is monumental, and SpongeBob Trudeau wants to bring this system to Canada, okay? 
Inevitably, Canada will be drawn into this madness, if only to buy international carbon credits when our domestic schemes for reducing industrial greenhouse gas emissions linked to climate change fail, as they inevitably will. In other words, there's going to be no reduction in climate change whatsoever from all these drastic, you know, measures we're taking. And Canada, Canada accounts for, oh, what, two and a half percent of all the carbon put into the atmosphere. And yet we have the most eco-fascist, drastic measures that, you know, to, and, and deceptive money-making schemes of any country in the world. Interpol, Goldstein is exposing the whole cap-and-trade thing here. He says he'd call it, he should call it cap-and-fraud. I agree with him. Interpol identified 10 types of criminal activity in carbon trading in its June 2013 Guide to Carbon Trading Crime. It said, while all stock markets are vulnerable to manipulation, cap-and-trade is particularly prone because carbon credits do not represent a physical commodity, but instead have been described as legal fiction that is poorly understood by many sellers, buyers, and traders. This lack of understanding makes carbon trading particularly vulnerable to fraud and other illegal activity. Billions of dollars, billions in fraud from corrupt people involved in this whole system. And SpongeBob thinks it's going to change the weather. It's unbelievable. And you got, you've got respected leaders like the Vice President and the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of Canada suggesting that climate change is a bigger threat than terrorism. It's unbelievable. And why do they have power? Why does SpongeBob have power? Why is Ontario governed by... Uh, you know, the most oppressive eco-fascist in the free world. Why does Ontario have the highest hydro rates in the world? Why does it have the highest debt of any sub-sovereign territory in the world? You know why? Because your neighbors voted for Yasser Nakvi, John Fraser, Bob Shirelli, and Madeline Mayer, and they've been doing it for the last 12 years. The most, the most eco-fascist regime on the planet is right here in Ontario. So that makes your neighbors that vote for these clowns some of the most dangerous people in the world. They are. Because they, they keep these bozos in power. They keep these corrupt, deceptive, you know, uh, 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 spend-crazy, I don't even want to call them politicians because it's degrading to the word politician. And what's their solution to our problems? What's their solution to, you know, our, our health care that's in bad need of repair? What's their solution to our education system? What's their solution to infrastructure? They got all the money in the world to build the most elaborate solar farms and windmills. They got all the money in the world to build bike lanes. They got all the money in the world to put restrictive rules on cars because they hate cars. Cars represent individualism. Cars represent freedom. Cars represent, you know, ownership and capitalism. Oh, they hate cars. They just hate cars. They got a war on cars. They got all the money in the world for their religion, but they pinch pennies on health care. They pinch pennies on education. They pinch pennies on infrastructure. Why? Because your neighbors voted for Yasser Nakvi. Because your neighbors voted for Bob Shirelli. It gets right down to that, folks. There's no shortage of deceptive, corrupt politicians. The most dangerous people in Ontario are the people that keep voting for these people. And then I look at Patrick Brown, the conservative leader. Oh, dear God. And I'm not taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm praying, dear God, save us. Save us. Oh, please save us. That's the best the other side can produce. My goodness. 
If Justin is SpongeBob Trudeau, I think Patrick Brown, will, he can be Captain Underpants. I mean, c- come on. Somebody help me. As Casey Stengel said of the Miracle Mets in 62, can anybody play this game? Can anybody run this province? Can anybody run this country? I said California. California is the worst run state in the United States. It is, okay? I said California for a week, two weeks ago. Paid a lot of attention to, you know, how things are run there. It's the worst run state in the union, by far and away. Has, has more, more people living in California than in Canada, and yet Ontario has a bigger debt than California does. Not per capita, total. And it keeps going up and up and up. You just heard of the news last week. It's going up another $50 billion in the next four years. No checks and balances. And Stephen Harper kept bailing them out with transfer payments when he was in power. And Justin, are you kidding me? Justin's running the country just like just like Kathleen Witch is running the running the province. All because your neighbors voted for Bob Shirelli and John Shre- John Fraser and Madeline Mayer and Yasser Nakvi. That's what it comes down to, folks. It's open line, open topic. I rant a lot, as you may have noticed. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Usually I get the stuff I'm most passionate about out at the beginning of the program, okay? And, uh, you know, I want to have some fun tonight, too, because, you know, there's fun stuff I want to talk about as well. But it is open line, open topic, 343-743-90. I love it when you have your say. I love it when I get taken to task for some of my rants. But I know, I know they're so good and they make so much sense, it's pretty difficult to argue with them. I, I get that, okay? But, hey, give it a shot. 343-743-90. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. We've been having some technical difficulties. I don't know whether we're going to have email tonight or not. I hope we will. Maybe we'll try it. Do some experimentation. But the phones are always alive, folks. You can always call in. Yeah, you can listen to podcasts. It's wonderful. And then thousands of you are doing that. That's wonderful. But you can't change the world by listening to a podcast. You got to call in. You got to let your opinion be known. We're right back after this very important musical information interlude. Stay with us. Oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. 
And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 4390 That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. I'm told during the musical interlude, we cut out for about 45 seconds. We are having some software issues here tonight. Here's the good news, okay? Now, we want to hear your calls. Of course, we want you to call in because this is live. This is happening right now, okay? It's Monday, July the 25th. It's 34 minutes after 9 Eastern Daylight Time, okay? And it's open line, open topic. Your calls are, are uh, take preeminence, of course, uh, and it is open line, open topic. Uh, the good news is the podcast of the show is not going to be affected at all. Nothing will cut out of the podcast. You're going to hear everything on the podcast because we're recording everything. And if we do cut out, okay, if you hear us cut out on the live feed, uh, be reminded that if you want to listen to the podcast later on, uh, you know, it, it, there will be no interruptions on that. So that's a little bit of a, a consolation there. Not enough for me, though. And uh, I can assure you that we'll be uh, uh, picking apart the computer, going through all the software. I'm looking at all the software we got to use. We got one, we got two, we got three, four, five, six, seven. I'm looking at seven different types of software that we have to run all in concert just to come to you live. Oh, there's more than that. Then that, that, that not even talking. Yeah, eight, nine, and nine. There's nine. There's nine pieces of software. One, two, three, four, five, six pieces of hardware. That are all together. It's really quite a, a thing here, folks. I mean, there are, you know, corporate radios got billion dollars, billions of dollars to back this. You know, we've got like uh, our, our partners that do commercials on the program. And folks, if you want late night council to do well, and it's not going anywhere, folks, okay? We're, we're going to be on till Jesus comes, I can tell you right now. But if you, wanna, if you want late night council to do well, 
you need to check out the people that are broadcasting, okay, on, on you know, buying time on this show. Climate Science International, Irwin's Automotion. We got, we're bringing in a new sponsor tonight, okay, uh, Timo's 2000 Auto Clean. Uh, you're going to hear from them uh, a little later in the program. Uh, Manchie's The Garlic King, and uh, we've got a number of other uh, 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 businesses that are, that are really eyeing us and very excited. It's just, you know, getting through their processes of, of coming on board with us as well. So uh, drop in on them. You know, give them your business because that's, a, that's just going to that's gonna uh, uh, keep them wanting to advertise on this program. And, uh, uh, and I've never said a thing about that. We're into our eighth week now, I think, of broadcasting live online. I haven't said a thing about that. You know that. I'm not Mr. Salesman. I'm not Mr. Pushy. I'm far more interested in, in the content of the program and uh, changing the evils of the world world and exposing the hypocrites for what they are and uh shine and light in the darkness baby oh man i think i'm gonna start preaching maybe not okay saw star trek over the weekend i'm, I'm not a trekkie well yeah maybe i am okay i mean i remember when i was when I, and i've told you about this before on the radio uh, when i was 15 or 16 years old i was one of the few kids in my high school that had the actual blueprints to the starship enterprise yeah i went out and paid five bucks for them back in 1975 five bucks was like 50 bucks so yeah Always kind of interested in Star Trek. Okay? Had the technical manual back in 76. I still have it. It's somewhere locked up, all the technical stuff, you know, that Star Trek was all about. So I'm a bit of a Star Trek nerd, okay? And there's been good Star Trek movies, and there's been average Star Trek movies, like uh, Voyager, Bored Me to Tears, Enterprise, Bored Me to Tears, Deep Space Nine, didn't mind that. Next Generation, pretty good. The original series, we all love the original series. And, uh, and I don't mind the reboot. I don't mind the new Star Trek movies. They've been pretty good. I like the casting. I like where it's been going. But I went and saw the new Star Trek movie. I had no expectations. You know, I, 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 I didn't, you know, oh, well, you know, Heather and I are free to, to go, and, and, uh, and uh, we thought we'd check it out, and, uh, um, and, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was delightfully surprised. I mean, there it is. I mean, like, it was, it was, it was, it, it was absolutely, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was a lot of fun. It's exactly, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my software here, and uh, we've had another cutout on the live feed here. So those of you that are listening on podcast, it's rather frustrating for me to see this. You know, I'm talking to the podcast crowd. That's good, and uh, th- that's wonderful. But uh, live right now, it's cut out again, and, uh, and I apologize. Uh, and, the, of course, the only people that are hearing the apologies are, are people on the podcast, and I will see it when it comes back up again. Uh, but exactly what I want in a movie. Turn your brain off. You know, have fun. Not too preachy. Got a little bit preachy, you know. Yeah, don't influence my morals. I don't want an influence a movie to influence my morals. I like my morals. I'm quite sold on my morals. Okay, my uh, uh, morals are are are, are quite. Uh, uh, you know, I'm quite satisfied with my morals. I want. You know, I want. Uh, I maybe if a movie reinforces my morals, that's not bad. I don't mind that. Okay. Great effects, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, go for just the effect. I mean, the story's not bad. The story is good, okay? It's a good story. It's worth going for the story. But the special effects, special effects mean nothing if, you know, there isn't a good story. Because there have been movies that have wonderful special effects and, 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 and horrible stories. But, but the story's good enough. But the special effects are just, oh, my goodness. They've got a, they've got a, a, a space city that revolves around a planet. It's called Yorkton. And, and millions of people. And, and I'll tell you, the set designs and the art and the guys that created that, sometimes it's good just to appreciate a movie for its art direction. And the art direction of this thing is off the charts. It's amazing. Almost as good as Zootopia. Have you not seen Zootopia yet? What's the matter with you? 
Zootopia is probably the best movie that's come out all year. I, I want it to be. A, I want it to have an Oscar. Okay, I'm, I'm told we're now. I'm looking at the software. We're live again, and uh, my apologies for the software cutting in and cutting out. You just heard. Uh, if you if you listen to the podcast, this show, uh, those that are listening live, you just missed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the one of the best uh, uh, commentaries on the new Star Trek movie that you're going to hear anyway. But Mary in Alexandria is on the air, and I want to bring her on the air. And uh, I'm looking for her. Can you hear me, Mary? I can hear you loud and clear. That's good. Wonderful. What's on your mind tonight, Mary? It is Open Line, Open Topics. You've got the floor and you've got uh, the air. I don't know if our live audience can hear you right now because our software is cutting in and out, but that doesn't matter. I can hear you, you can hear me, and this is going on the podcast anyway. So what's on your mind? Well, it, um, it has to do a little bit with the, uh, the, the, the climate, uh, the way that they're, you know, milking us uh, of our cash, you know, to make all these people rich. Well, your neighbor's got to stop voting liberal, Mary. I mean, that could make yeah, a yeah, difference, a although, although the conservatives yeah, have drunk that. the Kool-Aid, well, too. To, to, to what I want to say. Uh, I don't hear this. Uh, it's not. They don't, they don't say it too loudly, but they want to make a new bank. It's called the Infrastructure Bank. And the Infrastructure uh, Bank. Now, where did you hear that term? Well, it uh, comes from the Trudeau government. They want to create this new bank uh, that will be financed, of course, infrastructure. I mean, windmills, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, how can they do that when they're so far in debt? You don't open up a bank when you're so far in debt you can't you don't have you don't have two nickels to rub together. Guess where are they gonna get the money? They're gonna get the money. They call it asset 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 it's a recycling. Asset asset reallocation. Yeah, is that what it is? They take they take the money from the C P P. They're gonna take money from the pension funds of the teachers. They're going to take money from any pension fund that wants to invest in this new bank, okay? And what's, what's terrible about this is that we know that the windmills and the solar panels and all that crap doesn't work. It won't work. It won't make any money, okay? But they're going to be building these things with the money from the CPP, which of course people are going to be. Yeah, they don't pay for them. They don't pay for themselves okay. at all. Without heavy, yeah. heavy government funding, they don't. They don't pay for themselves at all. Exactly, but that now they want to get the money from people's uh, pension funds. Okay, where are you getting all this yeah. info from, Mary? Mary, where are you getting all this info from? I got it. Well, here I have. I I, I can send you the article. Because you see the okay. The, what's the, the source of the article? Bank. What's the source of the article? I saw it go by, you know, like really, really quickly in the news, like uh, one day, one hour, and then whoops, you don't hear about it anymore, right? And whoop, an hour anyway. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. Okay. 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 Uh, I can't. I can't look at it while I'm on air, but I mean, hopefully tomorrow when I got a little more time, you know, to to, to kind of yeah, peruse yeah, and yeah, research, yeah, you that's know. Okay. It's okay. Uh, the the but the, the worst part of it is when all these projects go down the drain, okay, Trudeau in his new, uh, the budget that he just passed, mm-hmm. he, he has a clause for the banks, first time in Canada, where they have a buy-in program, which means that if a bank goes bankrupt or it loses out, they can come and get people's money, just like in Greece. That isn't there because we're so far in debt. But that's what, what do you mean, what? 
Well, they can't get what? people's money when we're so far in debt. I mean, you can't open a bank yeah, when you owe more money, money than you than you're taking in. In the infrastructure bank. Yeah, but but they're spending way, 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 way more money than they're taking in. So we're looking at yeah, the we're looking at you, you mentioned Greece. You mentioned Greece. It's going you mentioned Greece. It's it's going to be way worse than Greece. It's going to be like Detroit, okay? Where you've got abandoned oh, buildings, no. where you've got okay. people, where you got people moving to the states on mass. I think you're going to see illegal immigration from Canada going into the states, almost as bad as it is with Mexico right now, because our economy is going to die. You can't keep spending money like they're spending without taking it in. I mean, it's 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 insane. For sure, but I sure hope that these pension fund people are going to be smart enough to not invest in this horrible bank. Well, I, 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 listen, the level of stupidity, you know, of, of, uh, of uh, uh, certainly when it comes to these type of government schemes is astounding. And, and people will back it. If it's sold properly, people don't think, you know. Well, yes, because, hey, wouldn't you like to invest in green projects? Hey? <laughs> I don't have any money to invest in anything, Mary. Thanks for calling in. I'm laughing. Good okay, having you on. Yeah. Appreciate you calling in. Now I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you know, run our new commercials here. We've got. Uh, uh, we, we're welcoming uh, uh, Timo's uh, 2000 Auto Clean uh, tonight, and uh, I don't want to run those ads until I know that we're live. And uh, we've cut out again on the software. It's driving me absolutely berserk. Kind of fun listening to, you know, talk radio. I'm sure you people on the podcast will be enjoying this way more than people that are trying to listen live. Uh, it's kind of fun listening. If you if you kind of got a bent sense of humor like me, it's kind of fun trying to listen to a guy trying to run a live radio show when, you know, the, the, the software keeps cutting in and out on him. And I, I, I can see from my uh, software here that we're live again now. It cuts out for 60 seconds, then it comes back, and we get maybe three or four or five minutes. So it's really a pain in the butt tonight. Please bear with us, folks. We've got, uh, I want to welcome a new sponsor here tonight, and uh, we're delighted to have them with us. You're going to hear from them over the break. We want to make sure that, you know, he's he's getting uh, best bang for his buck. Uh, we're back with more commentary and your calls. And if it's frustrating listen li- listening live tonight, folks, and I n- rarely say this, uh, you know, the podcast has no interruptions in it, okay? When the podcast becomes available, you know, a, a few hours or so after or an hour after we go live, if you want to listen to it tomorrow in its entirety and hear the riveting commentary that, you know, that cut out every once in a while, uh, you, you know, you may want to do that. This is Late Night Council. Important messages. Got to put them on right now. Back after that. Stay with us. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's frozen yogurt. We make you smile. 
We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. Welcome back. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. I'm trying to uh, keep my cool here. Because I've got uh, software issues that are just uh, uh, making me want to pull cords out. You know, it it was kind of fun at the last radio station, especially in the first few years. Back when, when Lowell, Lowell Green was uh, uh, live in studio. And uh, Lowell would take temper tantrums every once in a while. See, I can't tell you this. I couldn't tell you this when I was working at the last radio station. But now that I'm off there and I don't have anybody breathing down my neck and bothering me, he would take temper tantrums every once in a while. He'd take his headphones and throw them up against the wall. And I'd come at night at night, you know, and, you know, there'd be a busted keyboard or busted. Well, what happened? Lowell have another pra- t- tantrum? Yeah, Lowell have another tantrum. Well, with my software, I'm getting pretty close to it here tonight, man. Ooh. Good news is, though, if you listen to the podcast, okay, you're not going to hear any of the interruptions. You're just going to hear a frustrated host. I sound frustrated, but I'm doing well, though, don't I? You know, and things are going good. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the capital region number, one 562 Here's another bit of good news. If you call in, like the broadcast may be cutting out, but our conversation, you and I, talking together that will not cut out and that is going on the podcast and it will there'll be no interruptions so keep that in mind oh, i don't want to call in it might cut out look it no it's not going to cut out everything will be fine okay may cut out of the broadcast but you and i will be will be yakking back and forth uh uninterrupted okay are you still smoking any smokers out there what is wrong with you like come on now why why are you still smoking and I don't mean to be unsympathetic because I've got loved ones. I've got family members that are addicted. And, and, and it's, it, it, it's really disheartening, you know. 
And, uh, uh, man, like uh, uh, Biker's Church. Biker's Church services on Thursday night. And, you know, we have special prayer, you know, for people that are, have uh, serious uh, ailments. And we've seen some real miracles. We had a, uh, uh, we've had cancers, people that have been diagnosed with cancer, and, and, and they've been healed. I have no explanation for that except, you know, uh, uh, we pray and things happen. I wish it happened more often, and it doesn't happen every time we pray, but it happens enough that it keeps us going. But it seemed on Thursday night when we did the biker church service, man, we had more people that wanted special prayer for lung cancers and malignant tumors and everything. And I would think, you know, and and again, I don't mean to be hard on people that are addicted or trying to quit and they're frustrated as anything. I mean, this, it'll kill you. I mean, cancer's random enough. Anybody can get cancer. But, you know, there are certain things in lifestyle that, you know, Increase the chances you're going to die if you keep doing them. Smoking is one of them. And I'm looking at uh, Ottawa Sun today did a big uh, article on uh, our Sunday Sun, yesterday Sun, did a big article on the new packaging that they're putting out now for uh, 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 cigarettes. And, and I like this. I really like the move that uh, this is one of the things that the government is, is you know probably needs to be doing more of. And they printed a number of reactions of smokers, mainly people that are younger, okay? They got people's reactions to the new packaging because the packaging's really gross. I mean, they show you tumors. I'm looking at a picture here that was in yesterday's Sun, and it shows this guy who died at the age of 34 from lung cancer. Shows what he looked like before he got cancer. Really good-looking, handsome guy. And then it shows him probably a day or two before he died lying in a hospital bed, and, and I mean... I mean, there's nothing on the walking show, The Walking Dead, that's, uh, you know, any worse than what I'm looking here, how bad this guy looks, okay? Give you some of their input here. Why am I bringing this up? Anything to get you to quit smoking. Anything to, man, what do you got to do? And, and, you know, if if you've quit successfully, how'd you do it? I want you to call in. If you've got loved ones like I do, who say they're trying to quit, but they're not being successful. If anybody knows how to help somebody quit, if you've got any, any advice for us tonight, I would love to hear from you. This isn't about ranting and railing on smokers. This is about trying to save lives. And God bless, God, this is one of the things that the Ontario government has done well here, that they're really taking a stand against tobacco, okay? Why they're promoting marijuana, which does more damage to lungs than tobacco does, you know, it's just... Again, insanity. It's just crazy. But I really like the new packaging. I like the direction they're going. Here's some, here's some reaction from smokers that you know have seen the new packaging. It's definitely a lot uglier. Right away, I was looking at the picture more. I was way more focused on that. I almost thought the picture was a new picture. It's an old picture. It definitely makes it way less attractive. It changes people's perception of it. When I was younger, smoking was a cool thing. Now public perception has changed. Packaging plays a huge role. Think about Apple. That's what Colin said. Yeah, Apple's all about the packaging. Apple's all about the marketing. So, yeah, you get advertising matters, you know? This bull that, you know, when the media creates garbage and, uh, you know, and wonders why, you know, uh, uh, our culture is, is, is going to hell in a handbasket. And whenever you corner TV producers and movie producers or people that, you know, produce this crap, they try to say that they try to. They, here's a line they love using. Oh, we don't affect change. You know, we're just a reflection of what, you know, culture is. Bull. Advertisers know that media affects people. 
okay? And and it changes them, and it molds and manipulates people's perception. That's why advertisers spend billions of dollars convincing people to buy stuff. It works. It works. Advertising works. And media has an incredible influence on people. More on the new uh, uh, packaging for cigarettes here. There's definitely something more when there's a clear brand attached. I think it would get I think it would get it away from younger kids. Once you're hooked, you're hooked. It's really about high school kids. It is, isn't it? That's when everybody starts smoking, you know, when they're when they're teenagers. Dumb punks. Oh man. It would bother me. It wouldn't bother me at all. I wouldn't pay attention. Whatever they put on the package, if I'm smoking, I don't care what's on the package. I think people are well enough educated. They know what smoking can do to them. It's their choice. I don't like it. I should quit any bit anyway, but not today. Well, at least the guy's honest, eh? There's another one. It's gross. It gives you something to think about. It helps me slow down. I look for any reason to try and stop my health. I find I get short of breath. Prices are terrible. Yeah, that's another thing. You people that are smoking, man, how can you afford it? I remember when cigarettes, you'd pop 60 cents in a machine, you know, and you'd get a pack. What is it now, like 55 bucks a pack or something? Man, alive. That's not a habit I can afford. I talked to somebody who's taking up sunflower seeds, you know, sunflower seeds in the shell. And they, think, they say it's actually, hap- it's actually helping. Have you got any success quitting smoking? Mika, I see you there, but I only got three minutes left before, no, two minutes. Then I got to go to the information interlude. I'm hoping, Mika, that you'll, you'll, you'll stay on hold because I want to hear if you've been struggling with smoking and you got some success stories or you can give us some tips. I really want to hear from you, Mika. I really do. But if I bring you on right now, I'm not going to give you enough time. So I'm in that kind of like awkward stage here, you know, where, yeah, if I go to the phones, you know, I'm not going to get an adequate discussion with her. And if I don't go to the phones... Well, then people are just hearing me, and I don't know. I think, I think just hearing me isn't as exciting as, as uh, now I'm going to try something. I'm trying, not to, I'm trying not to make that piece of software cut out on me. If you're just tuning in, we've been having real problems with a software package here. Like we have seven or eight different uh, uh, software packages that have to run in concert just so we can stay on the air. And we've had one stinker of a software package that's been cutting out our live broadcast randomly tonight, Okay. So that's why I haven't gone to the emails yet because I just opened up the email window because it's possible that this software, piece of software, is doing stupid things because we've got too many uh, processes running on the computer. But I've got a killer Mac here. It's a MacBook Pro that just would, you know, to die for. Uh, so I've just opened up the email uh, uh, window here, and we're still broadcasting live, so maybe we could get the emails going in the second hour. I don't know. It's time for our, you know, uh, wonderful inter, uh, intermission uh, uh, interlude that we like putting on. It's it's got info there. The last time we played it, though, uh, the, the software cut out again. It is important stuff. It's not a news break. It's more fun than a news break. Mika, I see you on hold. We're going to go to you as soon as we get back in the second hour. Important stuff you got to hear about. This is Late Night Council. One hour to go. One hour to change all the problems of the world. Do it with me, folks. 343-700-4390. That's the Capital Region phone number. 343-700-4390. Long distance. Anywhere in North America except Mexico. You know, it's too expensive for us to get a line in there. one lnc is on. That's 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. Right after the info break. Stay with us.
this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. That's driving me nuts. Now we're back on the air again. We just cut out for another 60 seconds. My apologies. And uh, you see, you missed the Boston tune smoking coming back from the information break. You know, appropriate, right? Well, now that we're on air, I can do this. Nobody says I can't, you know. (laughs) 
Why waste a good tune? Oh, it's fun not having a boss. It really is. Just absolutely delightful. 343-700-4390. Open line, open topic. All the way to 11 o'clock. Now, the live feed is cutting in and out. Please bear with us. We're doing our best here, folks. Uh, and the podcast will have no interruptions. It's just, you know, me sounding like goofy, you know, explaining to you for the, you know, the full two hours. one uh, 4766 That's 1-844-562-4766. Mika's still on hold. God bless her. I'm going to bring her up here. Mika? Mika, Hi, can Dad. you hear me? Hi. Mika, can you hear me? I can hear you, John. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I thought I couldn't hear you for a second there, but uh, uh, now you're listening. There is how bad is the cutting in and out of the of the feed tonight? Uh, it's been great since I've been on hold because I get the whole show. But when I'm listening on TuneIn or on the other um, listening app, it just keeps cutting out all the time. Keeps cutting out. Oh, it drives me nuts, yeah. man. Yeah. And I'm paying for good service here, too, you know, and I'm not getting it anyway. I mean, you know, it is open line, open topic. We can talk about, okay, the, the, you know what? I'm going to diss them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nail them, okay? The, the program is called NiceCast, okay? And NiceCast, you know, I think I'm going to get on your Twitter feed and give you a piece of my mind because I paid good money for this, for this software so we could do good broadcasting, and you're not, you're not pulling your end of the bargain up here at all, okay? So I don't mind dissing them live on air. And I don't have any corporate types. So you can't say that here. Well, I just did. What are you going to do about it, NiceCast? And they just cut out again, Mika. Okay? NiceCast just cut out again. It's almost like they're listening, you know? Anyway. We'll get them. We'll fry them. Maybe we'll find another piece of software that does the same thing and try them and, and go with them instead of this piece of trash we're using right now. Mika, are you trying to quit smoking? I quit smoking 10 months ago, John. You quit 10 months ago. How'd you do it? Well, it was quite the battle because I quit several times over the last 25 or so years that I was smoking. But this time, it's actually working. Is this the longest you've ever gone without... uh, uh, So you've been smoking for 25 years. Is this the longest you've gone without a cigarette since you first started smoking? No, but it's longest I've gone without a craving since I quit, since I started smoking. Okay, what'd you do? How'd you do it? I went with those uh, little vape things that everybody's got nowadays. That uh, the that just you're just inhaling vapor. The the like the, the the vapor cigarettes or whatever you call them. Yeah, yeah, the e-cigarettes and all of e-cigarettes. that. E-cigarettes. So you try. I, how long I were you on e-cigarettes? That. How long were you were you on e-cigarettes? Uh, less than sixty days. Sixty days, and it we- and it weaned less you off tobacco. It weaned me off the tobacco. And then you wean yourself off of nicotine gradually until you're smoking zero nicotine, until you're vaping zero nicotine. And I went on zero nicotine for about a month, and then I just realized that I wasn't even using the thing throughout the day anymore. So when you get an e-cigarette, you can adjust the nicotine intake in that thing? That's right. So you start at whatever level you are with your cigarettes, and okay. they calculated based on how many cigarettes you're smoking in a day. And you start cutting and back. The guys at those stores, yeah, and those guys at the stores are super knowledgeable, 
they will hook you up with the right equipment for the kind of smoking, like the kind of smoker you were. They'll okay. match you up with the right equipment and the right nicotine levels. So, uh, e- and you wean yourself off. You would say that e-cigarettes is, is and don't let me put words in your mouth, would you say that e-cigarettes and going that way with the, with the vapor or whatever is the most effective way to quit smoking as far as you're concerned, in your opinion? For me, it was everybody... Like everything else, everybody's different. For me, of everything else I've tried, and I've tried the patch, I've tried the gum, I've tried cold turkey, I, you name it, over 25 years I've tried it. And you this kicked it. me was the thing that worked. Now, let me ask you, Mika, have you got loved ones that are trying to quit smoking? Friends. S- say yeah. that again? I have friends that are trying to quit friends. smoking. Friends, so are you recommending e-cigarettes to them? Yes, I am. And how are they responding? Uh, I have one friend that went to the e-cigarette within days of me telling him how well it had worked for me. He's been off the cigarettes for about five months now. So it worked for him, too? It worked for him, too. See, that's the kind of feedback I'm looking for. E-cigarettes, folks. Apparently it's working. Now, Mika, I know maybe it's not a a good question to throw at you, but, you know, it's open line, open topic, and I don't mind throwing this stuff out there. Um, Have you read any, like, stats on, on uh, you know, effective ways to quit smoking. is Have you read any stats on what the most effective methods are? Like, is, is I would think e-cigarettes are, are climbing the climbing the list, of, and they're getting more popular, because I'm seeing them more and more often everywhere. Yes, the e-cigarettes are definitely getting more popular. I don't, I don't know what the stats would be. I don't, I don't look at that kind of stuff, so I would have no idea. Let's look up on the stats. I just know on what I, I tried. You've quit smoking, so you don't care anymore, do you, man? I'm done with it. Right. Now, who cares? <laughs> I don't I'm want to look up stats it. on what the most effective way is. It's done for me. It's over, you know. But, you know, maybe those stats would be able to help some other people, though. I know certainly and we... I used, I used to hack up a lung, John. I used to cough in my sleep and wake myself up. That was how bad Yeah, it was. I know. It's it's sad. It really is. You know what's really sad? Anymore. You know, it's horribly... Like, and I... Like, I have a... I, I, my, my daughter and son-in-law, okay? Uh, they're hooked. And, and I love my grandkids. I mean, the possibility of contracting lung cancer in your 30s and early 40s, it's very real. You can die in your 30s and your 40s from lung cancer. And cigarette smoke is, you know, the primary cause. And, and you know, with it's the chances... It's the difficult thing I've ever done. I know, but, but with the chances of you dying increasing so... Uh, with, with the chances of you dying being so much increased through smoking... I mean, this is scary stuff. I could end up, you know, having to raise my grandkids because their parents are dead. You know, it's very, it's a very real possibility. And for me personally, it's really scary, really scary. Yeah. Thanks, Mika. You don't care about that when you're smoking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, that's why we're talking about it. People gotta care. Yeah. They gotta yeah, care. Absolutely. I mean, what was your motivation? You cared, I'm assuming, right? I, mean, I was tired of the hacking, and I was tired of how it made me feel. I would think not wanting to die would be a tremendous motivation, don't you think? I'll be honest with you, John. That was not part of the motivation for me, and it's not for most people that quit. Because I have a, I have a, uh, uh, he's passed on now, but when I was younger, I had a great uncle, okay, who smoked cigars all the time. And uh, I think it was emphysema or lung cancer or whatever, and, and he, he was getting sick, and the doctor said, okay, if you don't stop smoking, you're going to be dead in six months. You got six months. If you stop smoking, you might get two or three years, okay? The guy quit cold turkey automatically. He lived another seven years. Now, he had done permanent damage to his lungs, but that guy bought himself another seven years simply by quitting. 
You know, and, and I would suggest that I know, and I've had so many friends die of cancer, lung cancer, di- directly attributed to smoking. And then I've had other friends, Mika, you know, and, and from a church community and a prayer community, you know, I've had people that, 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 that have been, they would describe it as being delivered from tobacco, where they, they miraculously lost the craving and never had another cigarette, didn't have to go through cold trick or anything. I mean, to me, that's, that, that's, that's blow me away type miracles, okay? And so this is very, very dear to my heart. But uh, when I've known enough people that, you know, were told, you're going to die, it, it, that tells me that, yeah, willpower is it, it, very, very difficult, but you can't say it's impossible. You can quit. You can quit. You can quit. And I'll, I'll admit that my faith played a big role in it, too. Because yeah, my yeah. faith was not as strong as it was before, and now when I quit smoking, let, let me Let me ask stronger. you, Mika. That played a big role. What about the support of friends? That doesn't seem to matter in the experience I've had. Like, uh, people that can have a ton of support from friends that are encouraging them, and that doesn't matter. It's, it's a personal choice that people have to get a grip on it themselves. They've got to be the ones that quit. Nobody can quit for you. Would you agree with that? I agree with that completely. Yeah, and that's sad. Very supportive. And that's sad because, like, I I mean, uh, uh, my loved ones, you know, I want to be as supportive as I can. I mean, it's really got me concerned. But, you know, they're the ones that got to do it, you know. And I know that nagging them, I know that nagging them and shaming them, and and that doesn't help. In in fact, it probably even makes it worse because, you know, they pick up a cigarette to cope with the stress, you know. Yeah, every time somebody told me I should quit smoking, I'd smoke more. So, yeah, yeah, so once yeah. I quit, the support was helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good story, yeah. man. Thanks for calling in. Good having you right, on. John, thanks. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. The line we use around churches, hey, it's not going to send you to hell, but it's going to send you to heaven quicker than you want to go. Come on now. I know I sound like I'm nagging. I don't mean to sound like I'm nagging. My heart really goes out to you people who are listening that, you know, they're trying to quit smoking. Man. I mean, if it takes gross pictures of tumors and guys lying on beds, you know, they're six foot two and they weigh about 90 pounds because their bodies have shriveled up from the cancer destroying them, whatever it takes. I would think, you know, if you, whatever you got to do to quit smoking, if you're successful, you're going to be thankful for it, right? Makes sense to me. I never smoked. I, you know, I tried it when I was 14 years old because I wanted to fit in and look cool. And, and uh, I never inhaled because, you know, oh, my goodness, I thought I would die. And I, I just couldn't figure out my friends that were, you know, looking, thinking they're looking cool. So I thought they were idiots. And what's wrong with you? You need that to look cool? What does it say about you? How, how insecure are you? You know, how weak are you that you need, to, need that to, to look cool? That's the old fart 56-year-old talking now. I mean, but, but that's the way I felt when it was 14, 15. When all my friends were taken up, I thought they were idiots. They never dissed me, and if they did, I never noticed. I don't know. 343 700 That's 343 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance number. Oh, that's look. The, the live feed hasn't cut out in the last 10 minutes. Wow, that's a record for the evening here. If you're listening to me, thank God for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn up some phone lines tomorrow about this software, boy. I'll tell you, man. Maybe we should record those and play them tomorrow night. That'd be fun. You want to hear passion? Hear me on the phone yelling and screaming at these software people. How dare they interrupt my show? Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four. Five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 
important messages, really, really important messages. We're going to them right now. Stay with us. Often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. can't remember a broadcast when I've been as angry as I am tonight. And it's, you know, you've heard me rant and rave about political correctness and climate change and deceptive garbage that politicians do and, 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 and hypocrisy that makes me want to pull my hair out. But what's got me angry tonight is I've got a software package that's on the glitch that keeps cutting out the live broadcast. I went and jinxed it, you know. I, I, just before we went to the commercial, I said, man, we've gone live for like 10 or 50 minutes with no issues now. As soon as I said that, the, the, the feed cut out. The good news is, though, if you download the podcast of this, there'll be no interruptions. And there is some stuff I've been saying, you know, while I've been off air that's been pretty good, you know. Anyway, 343 If you call in, there's no interruption between the phone call, you and I. We're talking together, okay? 
you will be hearing me. I will be hearing you. There's been no interruptions on that uh, uh, level. It's just that the, the on-air broadcast that's broadcasting on TuneIn and uh, Google Play and iTunes and uh, uh, and if you're hooking up right direct at LateNightCouncil.com, uh, the live feed, uh, we've been having issues with it tonight. And they started on Friday night, so our investigative tech crew is going to be working overtime on this, I can assure you. And we will not rest. No stone unturned. We're going to find out what's going on here. 343-700-4390. Bloomberg.com. Bloomberg.com, very respected news uh, um, source. Um, majoring in financial news. You know, uh, reputable. Right up there with the Wall Street Journal. Bloomberg.com uh, is reporting, and the, I don't know if it'll, the other media sources, probably they won't because, you know, they really love protecting SpongeBob Trudeau's hide. Uh, the, the headline that they're running on their news source right now says, China, China bans Internet news reporting as media crackdown, crackdowns widen. So China is banning Internet news reporting, Okay. Now, some of you may think, well, who cares? You know, we don't care what goes on in China. China's got a you know, historical record of uh, human rights violations. It's very oppressive. You know? As far as uh, freedom, as far as liberty, forget it. You don't get that in China. And yet Walmart and uh, the auto companies and just about every manufacturing company in the world is wanting to sell its soul to get cheap labor out of China. And everybody's borrowing money from China. And we have a prime minister, okay, and I know it, it, we have a prime minister who is on record and has never retracted the statement. He's on record as saying that I admire the efficiency of the Chinese government. He really admires the efficiency of the Chinese government. And when he made that statement, there was no reporter, you know, that had the moxie that said, you know, to respond with, yeah, dictators are always efficient, Justin, because there's no checks and balances, they can wield authority, and they can move populations around in China, and they can violate people's human rights as well. I will. They don't have to worry about rights. That's why they're so efficient. I have no reason uh, to believe otherwise other than, 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 than Justin with dreams of being a dictator. Justin dreams of not having you know, to answer for anything that he does. We got a little bit of picture of that when he had his little temper tantrum on the House floor. Remember when he was so frustrated that he couldn't get a bill passed that he ended up just about knocking an MP senseless and using some choice four-letter words? I expect that from somebody who would go on record as saying that he admires the Chinese government for their efficiency. And nobody holds this guy accountable for anything that he says. Nothing. Just let him carry on and, you know, pretend as if, you know, everybody loves him. And, you know, the polls keep, the, the polls suggest that everybody does love him. And the guy can do no wrong. The more outrageous things he says, the higher he goes up in his poll numbers. The latest poll numbers, before I went on holidays, I don't know if a poll's come out since then, but before I went on holidays, just before the month of July, late June, his latest poll numbers were 53, 54% approval rating. That means that if there were an election held today, he'd get a bigger majority than he's got right now. Absolutely amazing. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. Forty-three ninety. 
one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's the long distance line. Use that line if you're calling from Entrance, Alberta. If you're calling from Blades, Delaware. If you're calling from Gay Sport, Ohio. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. CNN poll has Trump in the lead. Yeah, please. I'm not a cheerleader for Donald Trump. Yeah, you know what's really ticking me off? These pompous, arrogant, you know, snotty-nosed left-wing reporters that are always dissing Trump. And uh, granted, there's a lot to diss there. You know, they're making fun of him all the time. And every time I hear them do that, I think, and you think Hillary would be a better president? You think Hillary would run the country better? you got to be kidding me. He's a bull in the china shop. Yeah, well, she's a snake in the grass. Well, anyway, for the first time, now remember, CNN is not exactly, you know, the voice of the Republican Party. They're not known for their, you know, right-wing positions. CNN poll has Trump in the lead for the first time. Came out today, the numbers. He's leading Hillary 44% to 39%. This is, this is huge. This is huge. The media is grossly underestimating just how much America really hates Hillary. All of Hollywood is trying to cover for her. You know, the Leonardo DiCaprio's and the Alec Baldwin's and the Michael Moore's. and They're all trying to make it, you know, these t-shirts, I'm man enough to vote for a woman. Yeah, well, I am too if the woman's Maggie Thatcher. You know, if the, if the woman's got some substance to her, if she's a, if she's a smart leader... And isn't deceptive and isn't corrupt and isn't hypocritical. I have no problem voting for a woman. It's got nothing to do with her gender. What an election. I've never seen an election like this in my life. I mean, the, the, level, the level of hatred directed at both candidates, it, 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 it's amazing. But, I mean, mainstream media in the States, of course, much more leaning to the left wing, they have grossly underestimated the hatred against Hillary. Of course, she's earned it. And then this was in the news today. This is beautiful. You know, know, I love digging this stuff up because mainstream media does not want to promote this stuff. There's there's all sorts of stories that you never get to hear because mainstream media's got an agenda, okay? They want to manipulate minds. They want to have it their way. It's got nothing to do with objectivity. There's all sorts of news stories that never get national uh, attention because, you know, the media's got an agenda. And this is one story that I'm going to be really, really surprised if any mainstream media uh, uh, sources pick it up. And where I got it was quite credible, by the way. There are some really credible sources out there that, you know, get picked up by other people if they choose to. Barack Obama's half-brother, Malik Obama, okay, lifetime Democrat, has, been, has voted Democrat all his life. He has come out for Donald Trump. He's endorsing Donald Trump. And he's quoted as saying in the news story that he's 58 years old, longtime Democrat. He's, he has profound, deep disappointment with Hillary Clinton over Benghazi, over defending, you know, her philandering husband, who, you know, there's a case to be made that the guy's a, 
you you could classify him almost as a rapist. He's such a he's 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 such a a voracious, aggressive. Uh, 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 many would call him a sexual predator. I don't know if I'd go that far, but you know he's certainly on that track. And the way she defended him, and the way she dissed women, and the way she just was. Some of the most anti-feminist things she ever said was in defense of her philandering bozo husband, Bill. Well, Barry's brother, Malik Obama, Barack Obama's half-brother, has come out, lifelong Democrat. He is endorsing Trump. He thinks Trump is going to be good for America because people are so fed up with government bureaucracy, he feels Trump can be the man to lead lead them into the promised land. Well, I don't think he's going to lead anybody into the promised land. He might lead them into a nuclear war. And I I don't even like saying this, but it's so true. You know, I take him over Hillary. As dumb as Justin Trudeau is, though, I take Justin over Donald Trump. I would. I would. What a mess down there. What a mess. Beyond imagination. I don't think fiction could create a, could have created a scenario as crazy as this. It's just nuts. We have our information interlude we want to go to. I'm hoping that the live feed continues. Maybe if I'm nice to the software, it won't cut out again. Ugh. The podcast has no interruptions, folks. And we know that five times as many of you are listening via podcast as you are live. But you can't call into a podcast, can you? I give out the phone numbers. You're not going to have your say. You're not going to change the world. You're not going to affect change just by listening to a podcast. Got to call in. Got to make your opinion known. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Right back after this very important information interlude. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us.
Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Open line, open topic, all the way to eleven o'clock. I'm hoping the software doesn't kick the live feed off again. We have been having some issues tonight. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Let's bring Greg on. Going to try and connect with him. Greg, can you hear me? I can hear you, John. There's Greg. Greg, are you a first-time caller? Have you never called the the, the show? I've never called you before. And never did you call me when, like, I was on the other corporate radio station? No, I used to listen to you though all the time. And then uh, when uh, when you got kicked off the CFRA about a month ago, I said, "Well, geez, whatever happened to this guy?" And uh, then I found that you had this uh, internet show, so. Uh, you know, I, I listen to you at night again. No, it's good to have you back. And, you know, we we, we do have a, a classier and more expensive choir now that's, you know, greeting first-time callers. So good to have you aboard, Greg. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I noticed you were talking about smoking cigarettes. So I've been 15 months of, as of the end of July. Oh, God bless no you. Cigarettes. God bless you. Okay, okay. Now, 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 how long did you smoke before you quit? Well, I'm almost 60, and I started smoking when I was about 14 or 15. Oh, my. How many times did you try to quit in that time? Uh, a million times. Oh, so what, what finally did it? Uh, well, i tell you, it, was, uh, it took me five years. Uh, I went to the hospital. A good friend of mine uh, was uh, dying. And uh, he was, uh, they had him on morphine. Okay. And uh, that, that night... I went home and I threw my cigarettes away. I couldn't sleep all night mm-hmm. just because I saw him. And it was a it was a childhood friend, and it just really affected me. Now, what was he dying from, Greg? Well, he couldn't breathe. His, so he was dying from lung cancer. He was dying from lung cancer or emphysema, uh, smoking related. Smoking related. Oh he my! 
That'll put the fear of God in you, won't it? Yeah, oh no, it, uh, but I never made it. I, I didn't, I made it about, uh, I think it was eight or nine, you know, and then uh, I tried, and that, so uh, a year ago, I tried again. And this time, it, uh, you know, I said, geez, I got, I could never make a year before. So what'd you do? Did, 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 the, did you go cold turkey? Did you have some, like, did you use the patch? You use gum? Did you use vapor cigarettes? What'd you do? Cold turkey. Cold turkey. Sheer willpower. Cold Just willpower, yeah. Are you married? And I am married. Now, how is your wife and, through all uh, this? My wife has been off them now, I think, close to four months. So she, So she quit after you? Yes. Now, yeah. did she do it cold turkey, too, or how'd she do it? Uh, she started on the patch. Okay. But she's been and off for four months now. She's... Sorry? She's been off for four months now, you're saying? Correct. Wow. Good uh, for you, the Greg. The thing I, I must have I, 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 I changed was uh, I really cut down on the amount of uh, beer that I drank. Okay. Because I was always, you know, have a, have a beer, have a cigarette. So I went to uh, 0.5 beer, non-alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that does the job for me. That stuff tastes like I crap, though, doesn't it? I have a beer. It tastes like crap, though, and, doesn't it? And I don't have to have a cigarette. Greg, the beer tastes, that non-alcoholic beer tastes like crap, though, doesn't it? Well, if it's cold, it's not bad. <laughs> Way to go, and, Greg. Uh, Way to go, man. Good job. Yeah. Way to go. So, like, uh, how long have you been married? Uh, we've been married about, jeez, uh, <laughs> only about 10 years. Okay, so, like, how's it affected your weight? I didn't gain any weight because I, uh, I try to walk almost every day. And, uh, you know, I eat fairly healthy. Did you, did you lose any weight? Uh, no, I'm about the same. Okay, so your wife still so your wife still thinks you're one sexy beast, then, eh? Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Ask her. But, Said, tell her. Yeah, listen, not, tell her. Council wants to know. <laughs> oh well, she, you know she's really impressed that you drive a Yaris. Oh, I love my Yaris. I, I told her this, John Council, and she doesn't know who you are. Well, that doesn't matter. The Radio. There's all but kinds of wonderful people don't know who I am. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, she never used to listen to you, but I told her who you were. Yeah. And that you drive a Yaris and that you've got 350K on it. So why does that and impress her? I, I bought her a Yaris for her birthday about 10 years ago. And so she'd been driving it for 10 years? Oh, yeah. Well, that wouldn't have been a Yaris 10 years ago. That would have been an Echo, a Toyota Echo. Oh, no, no. Sorry, it's an 07. Oh, it's an so 07. It's okay, because mine's, mine's an 07. Mine was, okay, so mine was, a, mine was the first model of the year, I, you know? Yeah, anyways, uh, it's been a great, great car, because uh, before I met her, she always had trouble with cars. Yeah, uh, they're they're indestructible, and, those Yaris's. They're fantastic. Oh, oh, yeah. they're fantastic. So we've been really pleased, and I'm just... Quit, quit hitting the keys on your phone there, Greg. Yeah, I keep hearing no, uh, ringtones there, man. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I'm I'm calling you, uh, I'm calling you through the internet. Well, that's, it's I working. Just, 
I have a cheapo phone. I, I call it a cheapo phone. It's working fine. Okay, it's working thanks. better than my software tonight, Greg. I'll give you that. So, you see, I, I, I can get away with riding a Yaris because I, I, I drive a Harley, too, you know? So. <laughs> I used to drive a bike, too. What happened? Love them. What happened? Well, I, I didn't have enough people to drive with, to ride with. Oh, so come on, Greg. What do you need people to ride with? I rode to California and back alone just two weeks ago, man. People get in the uh, way. I, know, That's, I, know I love that. riding I alone. I hate I having to. I hate having to speed up, you know, with, to catch up to people. I hate, you know, having to slow down because I'm with a group. You know, and somebody's got to pull over for gas, or somebody's got to take a wee, and, and you know, and, and I don't hate it. I mean, I, I I pastor biker church, so we're going on rides all the time. But if I have my choice, I want to go on a long haul ride. I want to get on the interstate. I want to go 90 miles an hour. And if you can't catch me, that's your problem. Nobody bothering you. It's fantastic. You didn't sell your bike because you had nobody to ride to, Greg. Oh, that's sad. Uh, yes, I did. I had a wannabe uh, Harley. I had a Honda. Uh, uh, what was it called? Goldwing. A American Classic. One side of it looked like a Harley. Oh yeah, yeah. But the Harley guys <laughs> can tell, man. And uh, you know, I just uh, I, and I was always kind of uh, leery of traffic. I must admit, too. Well, well, that's that's not a bad thing. You need to be leery of traffic. You shouldn't if, if you're not if you're not kind of like. Uh, a little bit psychotically obsessed with safety. You shouldn't be on a bike because they're death machines, man. I mean, one oh, yeah. one no, little slip, one little stuff. slip, one little slip, and you're dead, and you don't get a second chance. So you know, I, I'm I'm safety nuts when it comes to uh, motorcycle. That's the only way you can ride. Now, Greg, are you still hey. working or are you retired? I'm retired. You're retired. You retired and you quit yeah. smoking and you're just living large now. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm having a good time. I retired at 55. Wow. Government? Uh, government a, government job. Pension, but... Government job, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Really? No, you retired at 55? Wow. What, what, what did you do? I was always good at uh, putting a few bucks away. Oh, man. You are, what, you're my hero, man. Boy, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, amazing, right. man. Way to go. Did lots of mistakes, but uh, hey, I'm having a good time. I'm not a high roller, you know, but I enjoy life. Uh, I'm impressed, Greg. Good to have you part of the family here. To, yeah, listen, listen. I, one of these times, can anybody go out to your... Can anybody go out to my what? You said, can anybody go out? And all I got was from uh, keys from your phone going off again. Can anybody go out oh. where, Greg? Out to your church. Right, well, why would... Of course. What, what, you think we'd have restrictions? Only bikers? Well, or like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a church-going type. Well, yeah, uh, but that, that's the type of church we have. Our church is filled with non-church-going types. Greg, as soon as you walk in, you're going to know right away, whoa, this is not what I expected, and that's a good thing. It'll blow you away. Just, I, just walking in there for the first time will blow you away. I'm not religious. Thursday, neither is no, Jesus. Sorry? Neither's Jesus. You said you're not religious. Jesus isn't religious either. 7 o'clock, yeah. Thursday night. I'll see you there. Introduce yourself to me. Yeah, it's been good talking to you. Greg, 7 o'clock, Thursday I, I, night. The only thing that really bothers me in life is? is I'm really embarrassed that we have this prime minister that is such a jerk. Well, you know, you yeah. know how I cope with it? I pray for the guy. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know. He's probably a nice guy. Well, yeah, I love him as a neighbor. I just don't want him running my country. He doesn't have a clue, you know? 
I wouldn't you, trust. I wouldn't trust I this guy. I wouldn't uh, trust this guy uh, running a lemonade stand. Never mind the country. Listen, Greg. I'll see you seven o'clock. Remind me this conversation. Yeah. Introduce yourself to. You. You're gonna have a blast. It's like nothing you've ever seen okay. before. Trust me, man. Bring your wife. She'll Thanks, love Jared. it too. Good having you on, Greg. Right on. Take right care, on. buddy. Good talking to you. That was fun. Now, if any of you are listening right now and you're thinking, how come you spent so much time with that guy? Because he's a nice guy. Love callers like that. It's open line, open topic. Guy quit smoking. He's been off the tobacco for 15 months. That's something to celebrate. And his wife quit too. Man, alive. That's amazing. Yeah, as soon as I cut, as soon as I let him go, my, my live feed dies again. So, you know, people listening, you know, the dumb thing is cut out again. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kill some software developer tomorrow. I really am. I, I, this is driving me bananas. This is a, this is a new problem we've got on, uh, on late night council on this new online adventure here. And it is not going to continue. I guarantee it. So I'm going to go to a commercial break. And fortunately, it's showing me when we're going to get the feedback. It's got a countdown. It puts it on a 30-second thing, 60-second thing, and then it comes back as if it, you know, it's controlling the show. One of the best things about being online, okay, and not uh, connect with corporate radio, you got nobody interfering, nobody telling you what to do. So when I got a little dip-crap piece of software interfering with my show, oh, man. Driving me around the bend. Ugh. So I hope you're enjoying listening to a frustrated uh, uh, host tonight because it's not going to be like this tomorrow. It is not going to be like this tomorrow. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, you people that, you know, are listening live, okay? And it's cutting out every once in a while. I haven't sworn yet off the air. I have not done that. And the proof will be when you listen to this podcast, okay? There's been no swearing taking place yet. But I'm on the verge, boy. Oh, baby, I'm on the verge. Important messages. Then right back after that. Stay with us. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, 
but fix it right the first time. Irwin's out of motion. 34, Cleopatra. Tell him Council sent you. That'll make him smile. For those of you listening on podcast, I let that tune go a long time because we had another uh, cutout of our live feed, and uh, we're back again now. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Great calls tonight. You've been terrific tonight. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six. We're done in only uh, like eleven or twelve minutes. So if you want to squeeze a phone call in, you got to get calling in right away. Um. Black Lives Matter. That's a serious issue in the States. It really is, you know. But the fact that they've started a chapter in Toronto, I think, is ridiculous. It's redundant and ridiculous. I think it's whacked out activists that, you know, need to go and get a job somewhere. And there was a terrific uh, uh, article in the Toronto Sun yesterday by Sue Ann Levy. Got to read this. An expert on the Mississippi Freedom Movement of, the, of 1964 that led to the desegregation and gave alienated blacks the vote says there doesn't seem to be any thinking by Black Lives Matter about how to build a movement. Now that's somebody who's, you know, well, I'll quote Kathy Emery here. Dr. Kathy Emery, a lecturer at San Francisco State University who has written extensively on the Freedom Summer and Freedom Schools Movement, says not only was the situation completely different back in 1964, namely that blacks were being lynched, tortured, and sexually abused by police and by white citizens, and the entire state was dedicated to maintaining white supremacy. That's Mississippi. But she says the leaders of the Mississippi movement were trained in the history of nonviolent action. They had a strategy and carefully chose their targets before engaging in the summer's campaign. There was infrastructure and organization the way there doesn't seem to be yet in the Black Lives Matter movement, said Emery, who ran her own summer freedom school in San Francisco from 2005 to 2010. They don't understand the history of the South Freedom Movement, and they don't understand the history of nonviolence. And that's why Black Lives Matter is getting nowhere. It's just exacerbating and making the problem worse. And the fact that they've got a Toronto chapter... I mean, race relations in Canada compared to the states, it's like polka dot and plaid. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of you know, people who need to get a job, who are, are, are jumping on a bandwagon, trying to get some significance out of their life. When it's, not, it's not an issue in Canada. It's a minor issue. Nothing like it is in the states. Nothing at all. So it's good somebody's, you know, somebody with some brains is nailing these pretenders to the wall like they are. Saw a funny tweet over the weekend. And apparently, and this is so sad, the restaurant got in big trouble. A restaurant in New York City 
or some, I can't remember where the city was, but a restaurant, a high-class restaurant, has one of these movable-type signs out in front of the restaurant. And they put out on the sign, Black Olives Matter. <laughs> I don't love that. Black Olives Matter. Oh, and the poop hit the fan like you wouldn't believe. People were really, you know, the, the powers that be and the politically correct stuff shirts, you know, the so-called progressives. Oh, my. They went nuts. Okay, I didn't think I'd get this story on, but it looks like I'm going to, and I'm really glad I am. I'm a big baseball fan. Always has been. Always have been. I'm proud to say, and and please forgive me for being a little cocky, but you'll understand why, okay? I've been in fantasy baseball leagues since I was, since I was, oh, for 30 years. Long before fantasy baseball went around online. I remember us doing all our, I remember us doing all our stats from USA Today stat pages on Tuesdays. All the stats would come out. And uh, the, the baseball fantasy leagues I ran were always raising money for missionaries. You know, nobody got any money, and I did it in churches, and it was wonderful. But baseball, baseball translates to fantasy leagues better than football or hockey does. And uh, growing up in Windsor, passionate Detroit Tigers fan, spent four years in Montreal, passionate Montreal Expos fan when I was there. And uh, um, one thing I do miss about corporate radio, I miss my buddies at TSN 1200, Okay. I had more in common and had more fun with the guys at TSN 1200 than even the guys at CFRA or Magic or, you know, the other, you know, whatever the FM radio station was that, you know, you know flavor of the month, basically. They kept changing formats so often because nothing worked. And, uh, but TSN 1200, good guys at TSN 1200. I loved them all. Really, really good guys. Had the pleasure even to fill in for some of them when, uh, you know, some of them were away over the years I had over in the downtown building of the Byward Market. And uh, three years ago, Steve Warren, one of the guys from the three guys in the radio in the morning, started a, a baseball fantasy league. Well, I got in on it. may have been running longer, but I got in on this baseball fantasy league. And uh, now remember, most of the guys that are in this baseball fantasy league at TSN 1200, most of these guys are part of the station. They make their money. They make their money off of sports and sports commentary. So three years, I got, three years ago, I got in. Uh, 25 guys in the league again. I came in sixth place out of 25 guys. Not bad, okay? Last year, they decided to have the draft... At 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning, okay? Right when I'm getting ready. Easter Sunday morning, I'm getting ready to preach. They're running the draft online, you know? I, what are you guys, how am I supposed to have a fighting chance with that? I got to draft two players, and then I, had to put, I have to put it on autopilot. And so subsequently, out of 20 guys in last year's league, I came in 17th. So this year, I begged and pleaded uh, 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 JR, John Rodenberg, and Steve Warren, you know, the guys from two, three guys in the morning, three guys on the radio, I begged them, you got to have the draft at 9 in the morning this time. you got, I got to have a fighting chance. I begged and pleaded, and they acquiesced. So I got, anyway, needless to say, this year, this year, 20 guys, TSN 1200 Baseball Fantasy League. Most of these guys make their living off of sports. They live, eat, sleep, and breathe sports. I want you to know that John Council is dominating, dominating the TSN 1200 Listener Fantasy Baseball League. I am so far in first place, I'm almost uncatchable. The biggest gap between any teams in the 20-team fantasy league is the first place and second place. Running away with it. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of insight to set this up, this, set up this story that was in the papers. Uh, well, it was over the news over the weekend. I mean, I, I had a delightful Sunday afternoon. I watched my Tigers uh, play the Chicago White Sox, okay, on WGN. And... Uh, Tigers are playing terrible. They're down 4 nothing the whole game. They're just going nowhere. We'll stink of those turkeys in the ninth inning. No, the eighth inning, they got a one, one run. So now it's 4-1. to one. 
Top of the ninth inning. They're playing in Chicago. Okay, they're down four to one. They hit three homers in the ninth inning and tie it up in the ninth inning. Couldn't believe it. And then they lost the game to Chicago in the tenth when, you know, Chicago beat them five to four. Why is that a funny story? I'll tell you why. Because Chris Sale, Chris Sale is the star pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. He was supposed to pitch against the Tigers on Saturday. Okay? He got suspended. Got suspended for five days. Okay? Now, suspensions in baseball and in sports take place all the time. So what are you thinking? What, you had drugs? Did he test positive for steroids? Maybe he didn't show up for a practice. Maybe it was a racial slur. Maybe he didn't endorse homosexuality as strong as he's supposed to. Because players have been fined for that. This guy makes nine million bucks a year, suspended five days, so two hundred and fifty grand off his paycheck. Can you believe that? Five days the guy makes two hundred and fifty grand in five days. So I don't have much sympathy for him. But the reason I'm bringing this story to the show is because you've never heard of a reason for a guy getting suspended like this. I mean, this is beautiful. The Chicago White Sox, okay, they were supposed to wear their throwback. They had their they they were supposed to wear their throwback vintage retro uniforms over the weekend against the Tigers. Now. Only baseball fans will remember the crazy, zany uniforms they had in 1976 when Bill Veck, Bill Veck was the craziest promoter. Of, he was just one of the most flamboyant owners ever to own a major league sports fran- uh, franchise of any kind in North America. Bill Veck owned the Cleveland Indians in the 40s and the 50s when they were drawing more people to their games than any of the franchises in New York City, the, the, the Giants, the, the Dodgers, and, and the Yankees. This guy, he built the, the, the Municipal Stadium in Cleveland, 76,000 people, and packed it out, okay? Incredible promoter. Well, he owned the White Sox in the 70s. And this guy had crazy uniforms. These, these uniforms they used in, this, in, in, in the 70s under Bill Veck, they had, the, they had a collar to them, a collar that was really, really broad. In fact, Vec had his team wearing short pants for one game. Oh, they're the most atrocious uniform you've ever seen. And the players wouldn't wear them. They only used them for one game, then they burned them, never, never wore them again. Well, the long pants version of this uniform with the big collar, okay, they had a big, like, shirt collar on them. You should see them. Go look it up on YouTube. Type in 76 White Sox uniforms. It's crazy. Or, or on Wikipedia. So they were supposed to wear these retro uh, uh, uniforms with a big collar against the Tigers this weekend. Well, Chris Sale didn't like the uniforms. So instead of just voicing his displeasure, instead of going, you know, to a reporter and saying, oh, you know, I don't like these uniforms and giving people a piece of their mind, the guy takes a bunch of scissors to the uniforms and cuts them up. He destroys the uniforms. I mean that's definitely not same old same old. You don't hear that happening every every down every day, you know? I'm quoting the article in Today's Citizen. The suspension comes to $250,000 of his $9.15 million salary. He was also fined 12,700 bucks the cost of the destroyed jerseys. 12,000 bucks in jerseys. The guy took the scissors to them, okay? Incredible. Truth is stranger than fiction. Now, most of that story, 
was cut out. Okay, if you're listening live, my apologies again. Make sure you listen to the podcast because I just gave you one of the, I think, one of the unique and funniest stories in baseball in the last 20, 25 years. Maybe the last 50 years. More great stuff to tomorrow night on late uh, tomorrow night on late night council. We're out of time. I gotta go. Thanks for putting up with us. We will not have these software glitches tomorrow. I promise. Have yourself oh, a decent evening. Oh, this is evening. so much better oh, than a stop news that. That's the wrong thing. That's that's human error there. Not this though. We're at, we had I did my best tonight, folks. Tomorrow's gonna be better. Thanks for putting up with us. Things will be smoother tomorrow. I promise. Good night.